Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Katie Smith and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. John Morris, Katie Smith, and we're going to, it's been a rough week weather-wise. Ice. Off school, off work. Well, work from home. A sure. couple of days this week. Work from home. Work from home. Let's Everyone make that work point. from home. Yes. But uh, it's clearing up. And by golly, look on the horizon. It's softball season beginning next week. It's softball season. I was asking Brittany earlier today, you know, are you guys going to practice in this? It's horrible out there. And it is supposed to get up to 50 degrees, we think, this afternoon, which I'm just like, how? But I'm excited about it. You mentioned Brittany. That's our guest, Brittany Sneed-Newman, pitching coach, associate head coach for Baylor Softball. Welcome to you. Thanks for being on with us. Yes. Thank you all for having me. This is exciting. Yeah. We appreciate it. I, I commonly say Brittany Sneed-Newman. And and does Josh get upset about that? Is he okay with that, that the Sneed kind of lives on? I think he's okay with that. We've yeah. been married 16 years, so yeah, I think right. he's good with it at okay. this point. Yeah. He's not like Harbor bring all this anger towards J-Mo. I know. That's why I'm asking. (laughs) You can be be straight Brittany Newman if you prefer. But the Sneed carries a lot of of weight in the softball world, right? It it does. This is what I've been doing a long time. So it's – it's there, but you can you can say either one. Yeah. Especially in Louisiana. It carries a lot of weight. Yes, it sure does in Louisiana. So, Brittany, you were – like J-Mo said, this absolute rock star, I mean, every step of your career, right? In high school, in college, now in the coaching level. Um, but talk a little bit, let's go back a ways. So rec- grew up in Houston, right? And then went to LSU. What what drew you to LSU at the time? Yeah, so grew up in, in the Cypress area, the northwest side of Houston, graduated from Cypher High School. And, um, you know, kind of back at that time is really when a lot of the softball programs were being reinstated. And so that I really fell into a, an amazing opportunity to be able to play college uh, softball when I did because it was coming back around and thankful for Title IX, of course. Mm. And um, But Coach Moore recruited me, started watching me play when I was 15 years old. Wow. And so he was at LSU when uh, I – signed and went there and so it was really kind of neat that I've known him you know more than half of my life so he is really a family member for me but um so I went there and uh played played under coach Moore for two years and then he left after my sophomore year and came to Baylor and so I finished out my career at LSU and then came over to Baylor 
Yeah. That's a great story. It is a great story. Cy Fair High School, right? Cy Fair. Okay, where my wife graduated from also. What? Yeah, Cy Fair. I did not know that. Yeah, That's yeah. exciting. So I know right where it is. We wow. drive right by there. I say, do you want to go back to a high school reunion? She says, absolutely not. What? <laughs> well, you'll have to say, Bobcat Fight Never Dies. There you go. I'll BF throw that in. That's yeah. awesome. Bobcat Fight Never BF Dies. BFND. I love that. She said that. She just went straight back to I it. It was it. so natural. <laughs> BFND. <laughs> What about uh, the recruiting process? Obviously, LSU wasn't the only school that recruited you. You know, growing up in Texas, um, being a family person, I really wanted to stay in the state of Texas. And so growing up, I know it's going to break everyone's heart, but growing up, I really wanted to go to Texas A&M. Oh, our tones were different. I know. So I thought um, you were going to say UT. No, I know Texas, it was kind of, yeah, 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 no. So, you know, that didn't work out obviously, but, um, definitely was looking at all the options here in Texas and, um, even Baylor at that time, just knowing how amazing institution Baylor is, the academics here was a, was a big part for me too. But, um, when I went on my visit, you know, I took some visits and when I went on my visit there and just saw the commitment to, uh, the stadium that they were building and, and just the, the fan support, you know, I wanted to pitch, um, I wanted to pitch with like with a big crowd in the stands. Yeah, that was it. And so I, I felt that that would be there. So you mentioned playing for coach Moore a couple years there. So he, was he there your junior and senior season? My freshman and sophomore. Your freshman and sophomore. Yes. And so he then, recruited me. And okay. Then I went there for two, for he, for my freshman and sophomore. Okay. And then you transferred? No, so I stayed. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so I stayed at LSU. He transferred. He transferred. I'm trying to get my timeline right. Yeah. Okay, so yes. he left, and you were there freshman, sophomore. Yeah. So then when when he brought you to Baylor, what did that conversation look like? That was awesome. So I felt like a recruit again. Even I was though I, say, even though yeah. I had graduated college, you know, I came back and felt like a recruit again and, and just saw, again, the commitment that our stadium, Gutterman Stadium, mm. uh, beautiful stadium that it was, and um, just being back in the state of Texas was, was really exciting for me. And then, you know, I think one thing that makes Baylor so great are the people. Mm. And I felt that, even though I've been here for 20 years, um, even coming uh, then, the, all those years ago, uh, it was the people that really made this place seem like home. Mm. And so it was a it was a no-brainer to come to Baylor. Very uh, cool. It's, getting, it's our fortune that you came here. Yeah. Uh, coming out of college, great All-American career, uh, twice a finalist for USA Softball Player of the Year, and more recently, uh, Louisiana Sports Hall of Famer. Congratulations yes, on that. That is great. That speaks to your great career in college. And Girls and Women in Sports Day was earlier this week. Uh, along those lines, what options did you have to continue playing after LSU? Yeah, so I, I was um, invited to continue to play, be a part of the USA program. Um, and then there was, you know, some – there was still – there were some opportunities then like there are now, but more now than then as far as playing professionally. Um, obviously, I decided not, not to pray, play professionally and just go on into – being um, a college coach. Gotcha. Good deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of things I love about Brittany, but one of my favorite things about you is you look at, you look at her bio and it's just accolade, accolade. I mean, things that are just no, no one does. And she's done all of them. And then you talk to her and she's the most humble person you would, (laughs) you would never know. And so you're going to hate this question, but (laughs) does it, 
when you're coaching your student athletes and they know of this kind of history of success that you've had, do you think that that is an encouragement to them? Do you think that they're kind of able to glean off of that or, or what's that been like from a coaching perspective? You know, what's funny is, is I think as coaches, we sometimes assume that our athletes know our track record or what we've done. Um, but humbling enough, you know, there's been a couple players that have, have asked me like, so where did you play college? (laughs) You know? And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's get to know each other here. Um, Send them to us next time. We'll (laughs) be like, let me sit you down. (laughs) But you know, I think it's, it's in my experience, there's just a, a a really cool level and line of, of respect and Mm. um, just the, the athletes wanting to be coachable and just really wanting to soak up anything that they can get um, from their coaches, uh, from me, and it's um, it's it's awesome. Yeah, that's great. They're kind of like, wow, everything she's coaching me must be true because she's done it. I love <laughs> yeah. that. And when that clicks in with them, oh. <laughs> oh, she does oh. know. Oh, well, you did that. <laughs> that must that. be a ha ah, an epiphany moment <laughs> for, <laughs> for the sure. pitchers. That is, that is really cool. Um, but we're glad you're here. And if you weren't going to continue playing after college, which obviously you'd made that decision. Were you headed into coaching? I mean, you wanted to go right into coaching. I did. I wanted to go right into coaching. I, um, you know, they always say you kind of know in your heart when it's time to be done playing. And mm. and physically, I was still in, in top shape and maybe should have kept going. But I, I made the right decision in my heart. I knew I was ready to kind of trans mm. transition and move on and um, really just start pouring back into the athletes just um, – as I felt coaches did to me my whole life. And that's really why I chose the coaching profession and uh, just to give back and to help continue to grow our game. And and um, so it, it was easy to, gotcha. to make that transition. 21 yeah. years later, here she is. Here she is. That's amazing. <laughs> Still here at Baylor, which is great. Does that does that seem wild? This is your 21st year yeah. here? Yeah, it, it's, it's gone by so fast. Yeah. I, wow. I just cannot believe that I – get to still do what I get to do yeah. and being at Baylor and uh, the support is just amazing. And I'm um, just very thankful. That's awesome. You mentioned that relationship with coach Moore and uh, you even called him a family member. So what are maybe one or two things um, for people that don't know him as personally as you do that, that make him such a special coach? Yeah. So he knows the game in and out. Mm. Um, he is, he, he, the IQ of the sport. I mean, he is just so intelligent and, uh, it's so natural for him to coach. Um, but I think the other thing, too, is how much he truly loves his players. Mm. I mean, he can, you know, get on and, and say what he needs to say and, and push a little bit and, you know, get them going. But he truly, genuinely uh, loves the players. And, um, you know, being on the other side, I get to be involved in the meetings and, and you know, get to really hear his heart and um, – you know, he's just, he's good at what he does, mm-hmm. and um, he's just, he's just a great man. Mm. That's awesome. And the continuity of your staff has been really yeah. big. I mean, Hoot is there now, but don't want this time to pass without mentioning Mark Lumley, mm-hmm. who you and Lum and, and Glenn were together for uh, 20 years. No, not quite 20 years. How long? Um, let's see, about 18 years. Yeah. Yeah. And and coach Lumley was also at LSU. So he was there, Mm. uh, when I came in as a freshman there, he came in his first year coaching. So it's really just goes, goes back. back. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And isn't it, isn't it great? I don't don't know about you, but I 
think this is probably right. When you mention Lum's name, you just get a mm-hmm. smile on your face, and we just still miss him, don't we? Yeah. We do. We, we miss him so much, and, um, you know, we still talk about him just about every day. Yeah. You know, even going out recruiting, and you see certain fields that, mm. you you know, when you see a certain thing, it reminds you, or mm-hmm. Lum was known to, to be a, a ball magnet. And so, <laughs> you know, we would always that. joke, we, we were in Colorado recruiting, and um, – I remember Coach Moore was like, hey, see that tree over there by the field? Remember that time he was sitting underneath that tree and a ball just happens to tinker down, hits the tree and tinkers down and happens to hit him right on his head, you know? Yeah. Like, what are the chances of that exactly. And But he was just always a ball magnet, so we – you know, we, we get laughs out of those moments. That's pretty good. So. Great memories. Yeah, and I love hearing that. That just kind of speaks to his legacy, right? That y'all are still talking about him in the, in the locker room or on the field every day. And so uh, the idea that recruits that won't maybe come for three, four years know who this person is and the impact uh, that he's had on y'all's program. That's really cool to me. Um, one thing I was thinking about was when you – are recruiting um, and you kind of are trying to bring people to Baylor. Like what is it that, that you really kind of cling to as this is what makes Baylor softball different? Yeah. So I think again, just our camaraderie we have amongst our staff, how, how long we have been doing what we do, the experience that we bring. Um, But I think what makes our program unique Baylor unique is just the Christian mission too. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a big part of our program and, um, we don't hide it. We're not ashamed of our faith. And so uh, the recruits that come, they, they know what we're about. And, yes, we've, um, we want to win, and we're building champions mm-hmm. for life as our motto. But also, um, you know, there's an, an, an eternal impact that we have uh, with our athletes, and that's important. It's awesome. I love that. That's mm-hmm. great. And uh, Hoot fits right in with that, too. We talked about Lum, but now Hoot, yes. uh, Steve Jonigan, your other assistant coach, he just fits right in, doesn't he? He fits right in. You know, I'm telling you, when you when you lose um, or have and gain, but we lost Coach mm-hmm. Lummy on this earth a couple of years ago, but um, in in a lot of prayer trying to decide who, who takes that position, and it is a no-brainer, no doubt God just – moved hoot right in and yeah. um he is everyone that knows him loves him yeah. and so he is just the perfect fit for our group and um so thankful for him he keeps us laughing just like coach lumley did mm. and uh is very knowledgeable and wise and and so he's a perfect fit absolutely yeah tuned into the sikkim podcast powered by rogue media network i've had the privilege of calling games telling stories about baylor athletics for a long time storytelling is an art and there's a network in town doing just that rogue media network has produced over 80 original podcasts and shows ranging from comedy true crime business and sports if there's a story to tell rogue media network is telling it you can find this podcast and all the other great rogue media network shows on spotify on apple on youtube or anywhere you listen to podcasts and Britt, talking about recruiting uh, in, in these days of the transfer portal and, <laughs> and NIL and things like that. I mean, every sport, even your softball, has changed, hadn't it? And uh, how yeah. is how is your world recruiting and not just recruiting, but re-recruiting uh, student athletes these days? Yes, it is a whole different world for sure. Um, you know, talking with Katie a while ago, we were sharing you know, scouting and looking at teams that we have coming up and, and, you know, used to, there would only be three or four, maybe five new people, freshmen that, you know, 
you kind of knew from recruiting, you know their tendencies, but we kind of need to wait and see them play before we really have the full scouting report on them. But, you know, now looking at, like I was looking at our first tournament and all the teams, and, uh, you know, it was common to see 11, 12, 13 new players mm. with, you know, maybe four or five, six freshmen, and then the rest are all wow, transfers. transfers. Yeah. And so, you know, we're just trying to track down where they came from, you know, all the all the stats on them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a whole new world. Um, with transfers, you know, we've um, – our team this year, we've – you know, we have five transfers. And um, – They've been such a blessing, such a help um, to our team, and fulfilling needs that we needed. And um, so it, it, it's been a it's been a positive thing too. Um, but it is it is crazy, um, all the transferring and moving around. Yeah, it certainly changed those scouting reports. I mean, you think yeah. about they, they were pretty involved before, and now there's all these players that are new that you don't recognize. And when you think about transfers, a lot of the time they're coming in and they're having dynamic roles early on. And so you're really trying to build that scouting report. So kudos to coaching staffs everywhere oh, that exactly. are, are building these out. But Jamo also mentioned NIL. How have you seen that affect kind of your team specifically? Yeah, NIL. So I think um, we just had a meeting yesterday about another opportunity for our women to um, to look into. But, uh, you know, we do have some players that are that are seeking some opportunity and getting some um, some extra, uh, income through NIL, but, um, it, it, you know, and I think they're trying to figure out like, who do I contact? How can I do this? And I know Baylor is, is, um, helping with those types of opportunities. And so, uh, I think it's just still so new, but Mm -hmm. trying to, trying to get some more opportunities for our women. So. Yeah. And I noticed just yesterday, y'all probably know this, but on our website, BaylorBears.com, one of the front page uh, landing pages mm-hmm. is specifically about NIL and contacts. Oh, nice. And if people are listening and interesting, you can go there and yeah. get more information. So it's, I mean, it's here to stay. I yeah. think it's not going away. And we're all sort of learning, yeah. <laughs> learning on the run about NIL. Yeah, that's a great point. When you were saying it's also new, it's kind of the first thing in a while that there's not this framework you can look yeah. at. Oh, this is how they used to do it. And this is how it got better. <laughs> no one's been doing it for, for all that long. And so, like legally. you said, it's so bright legally. <laughs> so fair that students are asking these questions and trying to figure that out. Good deal. Your season is right around the corner. As we mentioned uh, at the outset today, February 10th, you open a tournament in Las Vegas. Uh, open there and then a long string of home games. Uh, where, where are y'all practice-wise with your season opener? Well, as we record this, one week away. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we've, you know, we had the cold weather come in this week. And thankfully, you know, we really, we took one day off. Um, but thankfully having the indoor um, and even, um, you know, having the turf on our outfield, the outfielders have been able to get out for mm. a small amount of time. It's been so cold, so can get out there 20, 25 minutes and take some, some fly balls and read some balls off the plate and stuff like that. But uh, we really haven't missed a beat, thankfully, mm. to the Getterman family and, and getting our, our indoor for us. It's mm. been nice and warm in there, mm. and so, um, so that's been good. But we – practice is going really well. And um, we will leave next Thursday to fly out to Las Vegas and um, excited to get the season going. Our team is ready. Uh, We've scrimmaged each other, you know, just enough to where we're like, okay, we're ready to to compete against somebody else. So, um, but it's, but it's been really good. And, you know, we talk about um, 
the scripture in Proverbs, iron sharpening iron. And we've really taken that as, as one of our, our, our main verses and truly trying to sharpen each other, help mm-hmm. each other out, not just competing against each other, making each other better. But, um, you know, if you notice something like pitchers, if I, you know, if I'm tipping my pitch or if you see my change up or something like that, um, you know, having that accountability and that communication line where we can, you can come up to me and you can tell me, Hey, I see your, I see your pitch. Um, and just building that trust with each other. And so that's been another, I think really a uh, great part of our practice is, is, is competing against each other and competing for that starting position. Cause we do have 22 players and only nine play. Um, but then truly helping each other, um, as well. So that's been a good, good thing. You mentioned how everyone's kind of ready to see another opponent other than each other. And so what's kind of maybe some of the opponents, obviously every game matters, but that that the girls have been extra excited for that are on the schedule this year. Yeah. Well, the first game is a big game. Um, We're excited to to just get out there and compete. Southern Utah didn't have a good season last year. That's who we open up with. But, you know, we are really trying to focus on, you know, Baylor and what we're doing and how we need to get better and everything that we've been working towards and just taking it a game at a time. But we, this year, coach Moore put together, he does our schedule every year and put together a, a tough schedule, a great schedule. So we've got a lot of top 10, top 20 opponents in there. Um, several big sec schools. We open, um, we'll see on Sunday, next Sunday, we will see Arkansas who's won Mm -hmm. the sec and, uh, they're always a top team. So, Talk about sharpening. That we'll we'll kind of know where we're at right away, and yeah. um, it's good to to face the big ones right away. Yeah, that's awesome. How about that schedule? Uh, five games in I guess three days, right? Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday in Las Vegas to yes. open. Yeah. Uh, pitching wise, uh, how do you feel about opening with that flurry of games? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, we're ready. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, our arms are ready. They've been. We've been. Um, just grooming them, pushing them a little, giving them rest when they need it, uh, just to have them ready for this tournament. But yeah, it's the the start of the season is the grind because yeah. you play so many games uh, in a short amount of time with the tournaments, and then once we get to conference, it spaces out a little bit. But um, I'm excited. That's great. Yeah. Tell us uh, who, what's your pitching staff look like. Yes, yeah, so we have um, all of our pitchers returning from this past season. Um, with the um, addition of a freshman, Riley Crandall, she is from uh, Artesia, New Mexico, and uh, she's a hard thrower. Um, her ball moves like crazy, and um, I'm really excited to see what the future holds for her. She's got some big, big things coming her way, and um, she's ready for it. And then we have we picked up a transfer here, mid mid transfer, mid semester, um, from Iowa. And um, she's going to help us give us, you know, some extra innings as well. But as far as returning, we have Dariana Orm, uh, who's our hard thrower, California. Um, she's she's doing well. Um, and then we also have uh, Aaliyah Benford, who was spectacular for us in the NISC last spring in Colorado for competing for that championship. And, um, you know, she just has a – a stellar changeup that is so hard to to do anything with, and because uh, she can throw, you know, upper 60s, which is, um, you know, not comparable in baseball. You know, the 90s um, reaction time. So she throws 
upper 60s, and then she can throw like that 45 mile an hour change up mm. in there and wow. hit her. It really gets hitters off balance, and so. Um, and then we have uh, a sophomore, Casey West, coming in. Um, she's little, but she's mighty, <laughs> and she's a bulldog out there. And um, she's somebody when the game's on the line, you want her, you want her out there. So. Uh, those are the five pitchers that I have and um, love working with them. Great athletes, great people, and I'm um, just excited that we get to spend a lot of time together yeah. here coming up. Do I remember right that Dari last year, like she didn't finish the year healthy, did she have a split like in the web of her fingers? She between did. her fingers, is yeah, that right? Yeah, so a freaky, wow. freaky, yeah, freaky very. thing. Yeah. We were at the Big 12 tournament and uh, just taking some BP before the game. And Dari wanted to just get some reps in over at shortstop. Oh, gosh. And, <laughs> yeah, the ball, she was reading the ball off the bat, and it took some hops on the dirt and took a weird hop. And so she kind of threw her hands up to protect her face, and the seam of the ball just happened to kind of rip the webbing here in between her middle finger and her ring finger. Oh, and she gosh. ended up having to gosh. immediately go get stitches. Yeah. Um, and so – Season over, Season right there. Was, was over for her, yeah. So that was Gosh. a really, really weird thing. Yeah. Because you mentioned Leah Benford, she had to really carry the load, didn't she? Leah, that? she did. She mm. did. We um, finished the Big Twelve tournament and then um, ended up deciding to play in ISC, and she pretty much carried the load there. She did outstanding. So that's great. Yeah, you mentioned that trip to the NISC and how there there were definitely benefits for for the team. So what what kind of did that help? In what ways did that help you guys? Grow? Yeah, benefits so so great. So I just want everyone to know, listening, that you know Baylor softball. The expectation is NCAA. Mm -hmm. um, the NISC is a new opportunity for our sport. And uh, when we were when we did not barely did not get into the NCAA, uh, we asked the team got their vote, and wanted to know where everybody was. Mm -hmm. And we had a majority vote yes. And so we made the trip, and I'm glad we did because, we, like I was saying earlier, we only had two seniors. We have a lot of freshmen um, that did not have any kind of postseason um, exposure uh, experience. And so they were able to get a little bit of postseason experience. Uh, and also we were able to get, I think, like 10 additional – Incredible practices, practices. and um, but what was wild about it is it was pushing 100 degrees here, <laughs> and then once we got to Colorado, there was some kind of like northerly storm where it was like snowing, oh, and so we went from <laughs> extreme. Yeah. So we were thinking, you know, we're prepared for the heat, we're ready, and then we had this weird snow thing go on <laughs> yeah. up there. But um, but it was a it was a really great experience, and you know. We were all – when everyone got there, everyone was all in. And, and yeah. you know, we're like, you know, we're here. We might as well win this thing. And yeah. so we had a really good team chemistry, and uh, they all came together, and, and we won the NIC. Yeah. I think you as coaches and the, the team did a really good job of having the right mindset there. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're there, we might as well win it. Because yeah. I understand there were some other teams there that didn't really care about being there. But you made the most of it. You got the championship, ended yeah. with a positive experience, and we hopefully did. that carries into this year. We did. We feel like it really catapulted us, um, you know, into our fall season. Since we only did graduate two, we had most everybody returning, and I feel like it was a really positive thing for, our, for all of our young girls returning and um, had a really good fall working out. And so we're excited for the spring. Good. Yeah, I think that 
speak so highly to the character of your team too that they said you know we're disappointed we wanted to be in the NCAA tournament like you said that was y'all's expectation and they still said no we want to practice and we want to get better and I'm excited to see kind of how that comes to play in this year's postseason me too Yep, very good. All right, season is right around the corner next week. Open at home on February 17th. Got a ton of home games. Mm -hmm. Interesting, uh, talking about your schedule, I see Oklahoma pop up (laughs) as a non-conference game. Yes, John. We get to play Oklahoma <laughs> pre-conference. I like that. Get to play get Oklahoma. To play. Yeah, That's get great. to play. That's yeah. great. So, again, you know, if we're going to um, go fight go them, fight we're going to fight the big ones right yeah. away. Yeah. And so that will be another good opportunity for our team to play. Part of your uh, – you've got the Gatterman Classic as a home tournament. You also have the newly named Ode to Joy tournament. <laughs> I love Which that. is great. A tribute to uh, one of our former mascots who passed away. Yes, we had to do that. That's oh, nice. my goodness. That is we so had good. to, to that is tribute great. her. Good. We've got to include – do you know Dakota Farquhar Cadell on campus? He, he works with the Bear Trainers. He works in student activities. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to make sure Dakota knows about this yes. and knows what you all are doing to – to uh, pay tribute to Joy, that so would be great. He'll, he'll. I, I promise you, he'll tear up oh. when I tell him. I know. We're I mean, excited. Yeah. Maybe we bring Dakota on the podcast and tell. Oh, him. absolutely. <laughs> Get a live reaction. Live. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a video and really oh, try to so set cool. set the tone. So and, cool. Yeah, that is so cool. Her. Lady had a birthday this week. Yeah, yes. happy lady, birthday, so. lady. Yeah, that's birthday. great. All right, uh, February tenth, season opener. February seventeenth is your home opener. Uh, ton of home games, as I mentioned, in a stretch there when you when you open it home you know we're gonna we're gonna be spoiled (laughs) because having all of these home games we're excited um again you know we want our fans to come and support us uh i know the weather might be kind of weird you know february but hopefully it'll be nice in getterman stadium because of the turf it does warm up a lot inside there and as well as uh the backing of our stadium um you know, it blocks a lot of that northerly wind, so it doesn't feel quite as cool right. over there in Getterman Stadium as you would think when you walk out of your house. But we do. We have a lot of great uh, opponents coming up that we get to play at home, and we really, you know, need uh, some fans in the stands to cheer us on. Right. All these home games help with your other full-time job of being wife and mom to two boys. <laughs> yes. Tell us a little bit about your family. Yes. Okay, so... Uh, Josh, my husband, we've been married for 16 years. We actually met at LSU whenever I was a student athlete there. He was um, a, a student manager on our team. Aww. And so we were just friends at that time. <laughs> just friends. May the record show. Yes. Yeah. We were just friends. We were just friends. Um, but, yes, we have two sons, uh, Bowen and Brooks. Bowen is 10, and Brooks is 7. And they are baseball guys, yeah. uh, football guys, so uh, they love sports. And they're going to be playing baseball this spring, too. So they'll be kind of in and out at our fun. games. Oh, that's so fun. Very fun. And am I right? Is it Charlie Brown? Our dog? Yes. <gasps> our dog's name is Bear. Where'd I get Charlie Brown? <laughs> Whose dog's name is Charlie Brown? Someone's know. is. Somebody's you couldn't have named. made that up. Somebody's, Somebody's really named. cute dog. <laughs> oh, that's a Charlie good Brown. dog name. Bear. Bear is a great bear. dog name as yes. well. I've seen yes. Bear. Yes, I you've like seen Bear. bear. Yeah. What kind of dog is Bear? He's a lab. Uh, yeah. He's Classic. a lab, and my youngest son, Brooks, named him. Oh, so nice. he named him Baylor Bear Newman. Oh, formal. <laughs> but yeah. goes by Bear. Of to course. friends and family, he's yeah. just Bear. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. On the birth certificate. <laughs> yes. Baylor Bear Newman. And yes. who is Charlie Brown? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus points for anyone who can tell us if Text they know Text me if you know uh, where Charlie Brown came from. 
All right, we're going to let you go back to work, and uh, it is warming up, and maybe the sun's coming out. So I hope you all have a great practice today, and good luck getting the season started. Thank you, and thank you all for having me on the show. Great to have you with us. And as always, sick on bears. Sick on bears. I like it. Have you been looking for a new podcast to listen to? Are you interested in true crime, funny one-star reviews, or inspiring stories? What about the history of Waco or the famous people who have lived and worked here? All these and more are produced by Rogue Media Network. There are over 80 different shows, including this one, with more coming all the time. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. Watch on YouTube or listen now wherever you get your podcasts. All right, a lot of fun. It's going to be outdoors with baseball and softball. So softball uh, really the first to kick off, but in Las Vegas, February 10th. Tournament there, five games in three days. Then home on February 17th. And baseball opens that same night, February 17th, at Baylor Ballpark. So it is almost here. It's almost here, which is crazy when we talk about (laughs) the week kind of being shutting down (laughs) because of ice. And they're just like, here we are. We're going to play. And this is Texas. I mean, think about the advantage we have here compared to other parts of the country, too. (laughs) That's such a good point. Well, we appreciate Brittany Sneed Newman being on with us. Uh, For Katie Smith and Charlie Brown, I'm John (laughs) Morris. Thanks for being with us. That's this week's Sikkim Podcast. Powered by Rogue Media Network. You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast. Powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics.